You are now listening to another episode of the Man Listen Show. But before we get started, let's hear a few words from our sponsors. Make sure you check out the new book, Mythbusters, Lessons from Active Black Fathers by Marvin Austin Banks Jr. Mythbusters, Lessons from Active Black Fathers, dispels the notion that black fathers are not involved in their children's lives. This book looks to inspire and motivate a new generation of fathers to own their roles as their children's first source of motivation and encouragement. So if you know a black dad or anybody who is a father figure to black children, make sure you buy them this book. You can purchase this wonderful book at www.activeblackdad.com. DD's Daiquiris is your number one supplier of premium daiquiri mixes. You will love the taste of our classic margarita and signature strawberry mixes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at DD's Daiquiris. DD is spelled D E E D E E. You can also find us at www.dd'sdaiquiris.com. DD's Daiquiris giving good vibes to good people one good drink at a time. Please buy the new book by Arika Nicole Moore, Diabolical Tales of Woe. Diabolical Tales of Woe is a thrilling collection of short horror stories that leave you in an excited trepidation to see what will happen next. Prepare to face one horrific encounter after the next in this captivating novel. You can find this book on Amazon in the Kindle and paperback version. That is Diabolical Tales of Woe by Arika Nicole Moore. More Grace Counseling and Mediation Services offers individual and relationship counseling as well as mediation services to the community. At More Grace, healthy partnerships are valuable and beneficial. Please visit the website www.moregracecounseling.com for more information about our approach to counseling. More Grace Counseling and Mediation Services, where we offer more grace and more healing. All right, all right. Live on Twitch, Conversate With Us Radio presents the Man Listen Show. We are the blackest radio show on the internet. We bring you our opinion on topics that affect the black community in an effort to enlighten, enrich, and empower every brother and sister that falls under the sound of our voice. We operate on a no-hating frequency, so be prepared for us to keep it 100% real and 100% black all the time. Please follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Man Listen Show. You can also subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, basically anywhere you can find the show. Make sure you share the show and tell everybody about the blackest radio show on the internet, the Man Listen Show. I'm your host, Mar B. Let's bring the crew in. This weekend, you know, there was a, a major fight, and you know, uh, I'm a big, big fan of the fight game. And I think it's important we talk about it, man, because there's always like a, a racist, historically, there's always been like a racial element to boxing. And I think that's what really kind of drives the popularity of the sport. And we talked about this before. We talked about Brother Deontay Wilder, and uh, he was it was part three of, of his trilogy with uh, Tyson Fury. And it kind of went somewhat like the second one did. 
um really it was it was it was it was a good fight it was a great fight but you know it was it was tough and i think a lot of people have opinions about you know how brother wilder did but we want to just talk about boxing real quick we're going to bring on our expert friend of the show friend of mine a wonderful brother doing positive things in the community tristan ellison a team tough boxing tristan what's up man uh what's up my brother thanks for having me on the show again man no problem no problem so all right, Deontay came into the fight. Um, first, I think they were trying to, he was trying to, Tyson Fury was trying to fight maybe uh, Anthony Joshua at first, but they had a contract dispute and the fight came to Deontay, right? And so the third fight was on. They came into weigh-ins and Deontay came in way heavier than he's ever been. I think he was like 238. And I think in the last fight, he was 231. And that still wasn't enough. Um, because Tyson Fury came in at 277. Now Deontay is 6'7 and Tyson is 6'9. So that's a that's that's a big boy. That's a lot, that's a huge weight difference. And, yeah. it, was a, and it was an action-packed fight. It was an action-packed fight. So I think most people saw the fight or saw the highlights, man. So just from your expert opinion, what did you think about the fight, number one? And what do you think about the adjustments Deontay tried to make going into the fight? Yeah, well, uh for number one, man, I just think it was a a great fight that we needed as boxing fans and as boxing enthusiasts, man, we needed that fight to happen and to happen the way it did, man. I think it um definitely was better than expected, right? We all expected something good, but they gave us something great. Um, so I think that was a, a, a great show they both put on, both, both fighters. And as far as his adjustments that he made, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the weight gain that he put on. You know what I mean? I think he was doing just fine at that lighter weight, still putting cats out, man. He was he was dropping everybody, knocking everybody out. When you don't have 41, 42 knockouts at 200 and what, 15, 20 pounds, it ain't the weight that's doing it, brother. It's, it's that that big power in that right hand he had. Um, I think the weight, if anything, kind of kind of slowed him down a little bit, made him a little bit slower and uh, definitely added to him gassing out a bit, man. Um, so that weight, I think, was a negative on my, in my opinion. I, and I don't know how true it is, man, but I heard that he doesn't even do road work. Like he doesn't run. Man, oh, I was going to, I was going to say that I, I, I follow him and he always shows his workouts and I've never seen him do road work at all. And, and you got to have stamina in boxing. I mean, cause the thing about it is you can fight. You know, I'd like to think, you know, I've trained with Tristan. I'd I like to think that if somebody ran up on me, you know, I could throw hands, you know, but I might got about 10, 20, 30 seconds. And then when that wind go away, you know, that fatigue, that make it carry out of everybody. And you can just see how, like, after the, I think around second or third round, he just looked gassed. Like his mouth was open. He looked real tired. And, you know, boxing is a sport where you got to defend yourself. You throw the punch, you got to bring it back and keep your hands up especially we got to do this 277 who first of all fury is an excellent boxer but at 277 he was just trying to bully old dude and i give deontay credit man he took a lot of shots he took a lot of like shots where he didn't even try to move his head he didn't try to block he didn't try to roll his head he just took the shot and honestly man i i didn't want to see him go out like that we talked about this on the last time we had it on the show and I think it was better for his long-term health just to get like to get knocked out like he did because that long-term punishment could be bad for that brother. And I know he's got a wife and kids, and I don't want to see that happen. What's your thing, man? I'm 100% in agree, agreement with you on that, man. 
Um, it was tough to watch. It was very tough to watch, man. And, and as a boxing fan, that's what we all always want to see. We want to see two people going at it, right? Um, but being in the boxing game, being a boxing coach and a, and a boxing manager or anybody that's in the boxing profession, you don't want to see nobody take that kind of that kind of um, beating, man, from either side. They were two warriors going at it. As a warrior, you're supposed to want to go out with your shield and do all of that. But as a coach, my opinion, I would have I would have been stopped that fight, man. Uh, round eight, round nine, for sure. I would have stopped it. But I'm pretty sure him and Malik Scott, his trainer, had that conversation. And uh, he said, look, don't do what my old coach did and stop the fight on me no matter what. Uh, but I don't know if I would have been able to hold hold to that, man. Like you said, that man got a family, got kids, got a wife. And it's bigger than boxing, man. This is prize fighting. At the end of the day, you get your prize, you take care of your family with that prize. And so um, I wouldn't let pride get in the way of that. Yeah, he wanted to go out on the shield, and that's that's exactly what he did. But it was hard for me to watch. I don't know, you know, Lab C. What did y'all think when y'all watched it? Was it, it? I was excited, especially in round four when he caught him. When he caught him, and then he caught him again. I was like, "That's it. That's it. Get him. Get him." But yeah. you know, I got to give it to Fury, man. That dude. That's a that's a tough dude, man. That is. Yeah, tough. yeah. I the first thing I thought of was man, and I, and they there's been talk of this because these heavyweights now, they're not really traditional heavyweights, man. These guys are like giants, man. There has to be some kind of line of demarcation somewhere around two fifty or something, man, because you can have somebody from weigh in at 202 and they fighting somebody that's 277 man that that's i don't think that's right i think they need to add a, you know a little subdivision or a, a above i said 250 i don't know what the, like what's the line should weight. be like a super super heavyweight, heavyweight. Yeah. but even beyond that because i mean i just remember tyson and holyfield they was all 215 220 when they was fighting you know, and that's 50 pounds. That that basically would be like Tyson Holyfield uh, walking in the ring with a Canelo right now or a, or a Earl, Earl Spence or something like that. And, and so that that that's a huge difference, man. That, that's the first thing that stood out to me at the weigh-in was the difference in weight. I guess they had that the first fight, and I just really never paid attention to it. But when he got up to 277, I was just like, whew, man. Well, that was the, that was the adjustment he made, you know, he – you know, the first the first fight, he dominated with his boxing skills, right? But he got caught. And he said, okay, well, I see Deontay don't really fight good when he's pressured. You know, most cats are scared of that right hand. So they want to, you know, kind of stay out of range. But when you go up on him, he don't know how to fight. He's awkward. He's not really the best boxer. I love the dude because he's American, ADOS, but he's not the best yeah. boxer. He's not. He's not disciplined. Right. He came out with the stir fight, heavy jab to the body, thrown to the body. And I thought that was a good game plan. Because you know Fury soft to the body, but he couldn't he couldn't keep it up. Probably because he's not disciplined, and probably because he got winded. You know, but Tristan, what you think about that man? Should they have a super heavyweight division? Yeah, I'm not a fan of having a super heavyweight division just because of the history, man. Like like uh, my brother just mentioned, you know, it's been cats that's two fifteen, two twenty, who 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 don't win the heavyweight division and, and kind of took it over. So I would not like to see him add anything to it just because of the history aspect of it. And I feel like, uh, like right now, I got a heavyweight, man. I got two heavyweights. One of them's 210, the other one's 219. And I tell them all the time, you got to be able to hang in there with them big boys. So that means uh, you got to use what your advantage is, right? If you're a little lighter, you should be a little smoother, a little slicker, 
you know what I mean, a little quicker. So they got some advantages too. Yeah. See, what do you think? I think, like you said, I don't think Deontay's the best boxer. I think he kind of came out with that power punch, you know, was kind of catching a lot of people off guard. I was hoping in this third fight that, you know, just like his skills were a little bit better. I think they were better than the second one. I don't know if it had anything to do with the new team or if he just adjusted to what happened last time. But I just still think he has like a little bit of work to do. I mean, I'm still a fan. Um, I really like him. I just think he just, just like, I don't know, just like these little tweaks with the little technical skill. I think he'd be a better boxer in the long run. Here's the thing, though. He didn't really start fighting until he was like 19. And that's old to be to start professional fighting. And so there's a lot of a lot of guys, you know, they fight amateur and they develop a lot of skills. They develop a lot of tricks and knowledge about how to be, how to, you know, command the ring and how to survive, you know, when you're tired. And I, I just don't think that he has that. So, and, and Fury's been fighting, no telling how long, you know what I mean? It's, and it's clear. He's, he's extremely gifted. I mean, I think, I mean, it's no, no surprise. We're rooting for the brother, right? Just like Filipinos, root for Pacquiao, Mexicans root for, you know, Canelo. Everybody was rooting for the brother. And not, but he's also an American born brother because you got Anthony Joshua, but he's not from here, right? He ain't from here. So we all was wanting to see Deontay be the heavyweight champion of the world. So uh, it's tough. I mean, Tristan, what you think, man? Can a guy start that late and really, you know, pick up what he needs to be to be uh, the, the, the heavyweight champion of the world? Most definitely. Um, and I say that because. We don't see, we seen him do it, right? We seen him do it. And we also seen Anthony Joshua do it. Um, they both started off late uh, compared to some of these other dudes. Uh, but like you said, what they lack is the fundamentals that you learn from six, seven years old. So them fundamentals is being taught to, to kids at six, seven years old. And then you jump in the game at 18, 19 years old, you um, you at a disadvantage already from the, from the fundamental side of things. But you have to have something unique about you. And what he had was that, 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 that right hand, man. That set him apart from anybody's fundamentals. Um, and anybody couldn't, nobody could touch him with that right hand. Once he touched you with that, it's over for you. It was just so uh, crazy that, that Fury was able to keep getting up from those right hands and not let it affect him like it affected everybody else, man. So let me ask you about this. So that first fight, I, I really think Deontay won, and I'm going to tell you why. Because mm -hmm. that last knockdown, I definitely think the ref gave Fury a long count. It was an extremely long count. That was my personal opinion. I watched it. I said, man, because he got up right at nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he and Part of that, his professionalism, he kind of waited, you know, and he got himself up. But I think, you know, gathered himself up. So there's no telling he might have been able to do that regardless. But I think Deontay, my personal opinion, got that first fight with that knockout. Fury still, you know, schooled him with boxing, but I think he got him down with that. Um, I, I, I think this last time, this last fight, there was a little bit of a controversy too. When he knocked him down and the ref didn't, he, he, he directed Deontay to go to the corner and they didn't. Normally they keep the count outside the ring. He picks it back up with the person outside the ring. They didn't do that. Now I still think Fury would have got up, but what you think about that, man? That that I don't I don't like those those questions and, and, and the lack of professionalism by the ref. What you think? What I think, man, is we can't control what I tell my fighters. We can't control the refs. We can't control the judges. Don't put yourself in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's been going on for years, man. It's always an issue with the count. It's always an issue with that type of stuff. Um, but 
we don't have instant replays in boxing like the NFL or the NBA. And even if we did, I wouldn't be a fan of them. I like real time, man. We all make mistakes. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't know if that mistake is um, on purpose or, or if it really was a mistake, but we can't do nothing but go off what we know, right? Um, so there's no nobody saying that this ref cheated um, intentionally. Maybe the man just counted wrong. It's a lot, a lot of things that could have factored into that. Um, but I don't buy into it. I, I think that, you know, it is what it is when you're in that ring. It's a war. It's a fight. Whatever happens, happens. And your job is to do the only thing you can control. And that's fight your hardest, man. Well, I did have a question. So my thing is we normally think about boxing as like an individual sport where it's just that one person giving everything they got in the ring. But when you talk about how he didn't do any road work leading up to it, like how much of this loss rests on his trainers? Allegedly, allegedly he didn't do any road work. Allegedly, he didn't do any road work. But how much of that rests on his trainers for not properly preparing him for the endurance per, you know, portion of the fight? Because I feel like endurance is a major part of any sport, especially one where you're expected to go round after round with this much physicality. Like, so how much of that falls back on them? I, I can't even imagine that man not doing no road work. That is unbelievable. If that's true, um, I don't know how he ever expected to win any fight uh, other than the fact that he know he's going to knock somebody out uh, in the very, very first couple rounds. But him knowing that he had to go into a war with with, with Furry, I, I, I can't see him not doing no road work. Um, I can't call I can't call it either way because I, I didn't hear hear about that, man. But if he didn't do any road work, that definitely played a part into it. Um, and, and his training camp, that's that's rule. That's boxing one-on-one, right? That's where you start at getting your endurance and getting your conditioning well before learning how to throw a punch. Yeah, and like I said, I don't want to, you know, besmirch the dude's name or say something that's not true. But, Lav, I ain't the only one that heard that. I mean... I, yeah, no. Nah. He don't. He doesn't do road work. So I heard that too, and like, and it made me think. Like I said, I follow in. He shows his workouts, but it's always lifting weights, or throwing the medicine ball, or, or something like that. Never, you know, road work. I don't. I don't know. Have they had a countdown, Wilder Fury, yeah, and they showed it, or something? Yeah. And, and normally like they'll show him doing some kind of road work, and I, I, it, I just still can't seem to bring a time in mind where they. Show showed that with him i mean it could just be the editing i don't know but i definitely heard that too so so tristan what you think is next for him man Who, who'd like to see him fight next or you want to see him do you want to see him come back you know what honestly i i can do i can do without seeing him come back honestly um for for numerous reasons number one let's see how he recovered from this fight um that that was a that was a beating man and a lot of times you don't see the beating uh, the, the aftermath of it right away. So we got to wait and see how he really recovers from that uh, one fight. That that one fight right there, that kind of, not even one, it was two real tough fights for him back to back. So that can do a lot of damage to a man uh, internally that we don't see right now. But with all this technology out and all of these uh, scans for CTE and stuff, I'd love to see what he looks like in the next few months. But if he's going to come out there and just try to, out pride somebody and, and halfway die in the ring. I'm good without seeing that again, man. That was tough to watch. Um, and then on the on the it's it's a new it's a new era, I think, honestly. Um, I think Tyson Ferry got his number. Definitely wouldn't touch, I wouldn't even try to fight him again. Um, and, and some of these new cats coming up in the game, like 
uh, the Sanchez dude and the FA dude that fought prior to them. I think it's they they starting to come up and it's their time to shine a little bit along with the boy um, uh, Usyk from over there that just beat Anthony Joshua. So as a boxing fan, I like to see those fights a little more. Um, and I'll do without seeing seeing uh, the brother go back in there. Yeah, I mean he 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 scored a big payday. Um, That's it. You know, maybe maybe against Andy Ruiz because he's got like a size advantage against Ruiz or what have you. Um, I mean, I mean, he's a boxer, though. You know, like you said, you've seen cats take beatings and it affects him long term. The one that I think of is uh, Fernando Vargas when he fought Trinidad and beat. He sort of like Deontay went out on his shield. You know, there was a lot of knockdowns, and you can see Vargas now that long term effect of one boxer's mental piece where, you know, you see them kind of have like the, the thick tongue where they kind of, the speech is a little bit slurred, and you can tell that the years of fighting has affected them. And I know a lot of that comes from, you know, sparring in the gym, but I think a lot of it comes from the beatings that you that you talked about. It affects them. It, it affects yeah. people. But, man, tell us about your uh, your boxing gym, man. Tell us what you got going on. You got you got a Congo. What, what, where, where he fight at, man? What, divi- what weight division is he fighting at, man? Because that kid has been knocking him out. He follow you on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks, man. He definitely uh, putting in some work. Uh, Congo fights at 152 right now. As an amateur, he'll be getting ready to go pro uh, beginning of 2022, and he'll be fighting in the welterweight 147 division. Uh, but he's doing good, man. We just both steady trying to learn together, right? Um, he's learning from me, and I'm learning from every other coach out here, man. So that's it. We're just trying to uh, take this journey together. Yeah, and you take kids from all all walks, right? They don't have to be stellar athletes. You work with them off. They want to come in the gym. You let them learn, right? Oh, most definitely. So the way the way I operate uh, my gym is I let the, the fitness kids and the kids that's coming in from, um, you know, just the average high school out in the suburbs of McKinney or Frisco um, going to a high school where they might be bullied. They might be um, a band camp student or definitely not athletes. I throw them right in there with my, my pros and my amateur fighters. And um, they kind of learn exactly what, what my fighters is learning. So we try to keep it from not being a boxing class and uh, make it boxing practice, right? Um, those kids are held at the same standard as, as Congo and Clinton and the rest of my guys. So when they're in the gym, they got to be working or they got to go. Um, There's no, no, no uh, middle ground on that because they can't mess up my guys' work. But also I want them to um, get the proper fundamentals of, of real boxing. So it's been going good. It's, I see a tremendous amount of growth in the kids that come in from being shy or low confidence kids. They come in and work around some national champions and some golden gloves champions, man, they chest higher, they, they chin up higher, they, they walking and talking different. So I love it, man. I'm loving it right now. All right. Tell them where they can find you on Instagram, man. Cause you post a lot of good training. Uh, a lot of good tips. I love the Friday the Friday video breakdown. Tell them where they can find you on Instagram and, and Facebook and everything else. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at uh, Team Tough Boxing. That's uh, T-E-F, Team Tough Boxing, Instagram and Facebook. Okay, man. Well, if we have any more boxing, because, you know, we're, we're big boxing fans on the show. And like I said, I think it's it's something good to break up the monotony, you know, because a lot of us, you know, love boxing in the black community. Many of us grew up with our dads watching boxing or, you know, so I think it's something that our, that our audience really loves, man. And I just want to have you on the show, man, because you're doing dope things in the community. So 
that's it. We had our brother Tristan Ellison on the show. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him. Make sure you support the movement. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Man Listen Show. Subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, basically anywhere you can find the show. And make sure you tell everybody about the Blackest Radio Show on the internet, the Man Listen Show. We'll holler at you next time. Peace. 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 Thank y'all.